you know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly... Uh, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. Mm. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Forever35. Oh, 
hello there and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dory Shafrir. And Dory's back I'm from maternity leave. Back. I'm still not an expert. We're never going to be. No. But we're two friends who still like to talk about serums. We do. Hello. I am so, I've been waiting for this day. I mean, I missed you a lot. Dory, I missed you. And I'm also so, I just want to get this out of the way and say how grateful I am for oh, you. Come on. You gave me, you gave me a gift, which was six weeks of maternity leave. I mean, truly not enough if we're really, if we were really living the dream you here. Know, it would be a year. If, if we were working 50 hour weeks in Fair. an office, Fair. I would say I need more time, but you know, I get to gab with you. We left. We did also when we were talking about you taking a maternity leave. It was open ended in the way of like, yes, hey, you could come back on week one, or if you want to come back on week eight, you know, you you and are in calling fact, the shots. I did say like I was going to come back a little earlier, and then had a panic attack and was like, I need a couple more weeks, and you were like, no problem. Oh. So thank you. It has been an privilege and privilege it has been a privilege i was gonna say an honor but then i switched it to privilege it ha it actually has because i've been through maternity leave twice mm. and it's important to me that parents get the leaves that they need paid leaves that they need when they have when they start a family whether that be by having childbirth or with adoption or foster care whatever i'm gonna just climb onto my soapbox story I love this soapbox. So it was truly like a thrill for me to get to support you. Thank you. And it was, and you know, it, I was good. It, I will say literally every day I was like, God, I wish I could text Dory about this. <laughs> really wish I could bug Dory with this question or complaint oh, or panic attack. It's nice to be missed. Oh boy. <laughs> I had to really work on myself. And learning how to deal with things alone. You had to stretch some new muscles. I honestly really did. So I will say, I, I do feel like I learned a lot having to kind of run things alone. And there was one moment where I did, there was some decision I had to make. And I asked Lane, who's our assistant, I was like, what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, that's really up to you. And I was like, oh, uh -huh. yeah, you're right. Like, uh, yeah, ugly. you're the boss. I don't like this. It feels <laughs> weird. Like, I like having, it did also make me realize how much I enjoy collaborating. Yeah. It, I really like I work best when or in this situation, at least when there's another person to kind of like bounce ideas off of. And, yeah, totally. But forcing forcing myself to have to make a lot of tough decisions, because I do think I rely on you to do like the harder, scary things because mm. you're like a tough B word. You know what I mean? Oh, well, thanks. You know, you're not afraid, whereas I'm like cowering in the corner. Yeah, but I feel like you you've come out of your shell. How have some in that regard? I've made this all about me somehow when you're the one who just had a child. Yeah, but you've also been running this show for 6 weeks well, on your own. Here here I am. I'm so glad to be back though with yeah, you. Yeah, me too. I mean, truly. Also, not seeing you like 50 times a week is so weird. Yeah. It was really weird. <laughs> I was like, I'm so used to I see Dory more than my husband sometimes. I I mean, same. So, and your dog. Yeah, I'm you missed my dog. I did miss your dog. He missed you. When you came in the house, he was like, oh, it's my friend Kate. We had a tender moment. You did. So I'm very, very happy to be back recording this podcast with you. You were very missed. Oh, thank you. But you were doing something important. I, I, I was. I mean, I would say on the scale of things, it's pretty high up <laughs> it was there. It's pretty high up there, yeah. You had a freaking baby. I did. There was a human inside of me. 
Um, and now it's outside of me. <laughs> now he lives in the world. Now he lives in the world. Um, he poops a lot. He eats. He cries. That sounds about accurate for a six-week-old baby. Yeah. People keep being like, what's he like? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> he loves Shakespeare. Yeah, like, it's really he political. He doesn't have a personality Not really yet. yet. No. Like, he's, he's, he's a baby. Um, yeah, I mean, I won't go into my whole birth story. You can listen to my birth story on Excellent Adventure. Oh, and I have. Um, it was the episode that came out on like April... 29th or 30th um where i go into the the play-by-play but i'll give the abridged version here which is that going into it i was like the i don't really have like a birth plan per se i just really don't want to have a long induction followed by an unplanned c-section that just sounds really hard and not what i want and you know that was what i ended up with i'm laughing because (laughs) Oh my God. I will say, freaking childbirth is a real journey in like letting go of control completely. And that is, it is, it is bonkers. And the reason I had to be induced is because my amniotic fluid was low. I went in to see my doctor on my due date. Everything looked great, except my fluid was very low. And she was like, we have to induce you tonight. So I went in. I was induced for 40 hours. I will say that my doctor, the whole team at Cedars-Sinai, they they tr- they they did really try to like make this vaginal birth happen for me. And it just was not happening. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to come out. He was snuggly. He was snuggly. He was cozy in there. I don't blame him. Um, and so I had a C-section. And, you know, I also always said, like, I just I just really want a healthy I hope I have a healthy baby. Um, And he you know, he's he's healthy. He came out fine. Um, I didn't have any like weird complications from the C-section beyond just like having a C-section. Yeah. Which is major abdominal surgery. Um, So I'm you know, I'm grateful for that for sure. Um. But, you know, recovery has been slow. I I feel like with, I also had a C-section, as listeners may recall, with my first child. And because the C-section rate is so high, I feel like it's treated as like getting like stitches, like not as Totally. Well, and because you can schedule one. Right. People assume that it's like just dropping in for my C-section. It is major surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, those first few days in the hospital, like, I could barely get out of bed. Um, it was, like, hard to pee. Oh, yep. It just, like, everything, you know, I had to sleep sort of at an angle, upright at an angle, because, like, lying down, I couldn't get up if I was lying down. It hurt. You know, everything was just, like, ugh. <laughs> um, and then, you know, when I came home, even that, that first week especially was, was tough. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm six weeks out now. I feel mostly okay. I had my six week appointment with my OB on Monday and she like cleared me for most things. I did say, should I walk my 80 pound dog? And she's like, maybe hold off for another couple (laughs) weeks. (laughs) 
she's like 80 pounds is big and i was like mm-hmm. yep that's big yeah he tugs on that leash yeah and you know he has pulled me down before yeah which in you know i mostly healed now but i i wouldn't want to risk that so so yeah so that was what happened and having a newborn is is hard it's really hard um you just you just have to go with it did you have a moment i'm only speaking from my own experience but at about like two or three weeks where i was like oh god this person's here this thing's here forever now <laughs> like did you have that where it's like it's all all obviously very exciting and you're and lo- like you're grateful and you're in love with the child but there it's such a drastic change to your life that for me it was just like oh wow like this this is it now i think for me the thing that's been a little hard for me to wrap my head around is like i love him i feel bonded with him but i like i it, it, that didn't come like right away yeah i totally get that like I was really happy to have him and I cared for him like right away, but it was sort of like, what is this thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I need to keep it alive. And, but I don't like, I didn't like feel attached to him quite yet. And then a few days ago I was out of the house by yourself or with by myself Henry don't remember where I was um but I was like oh I miss Henry oh I want to I want to go home and see Henry and so that was like the first moment where I was like oh now he sort of like exists for me as a person not just as like this thing I need to keep alive (laughs) yeah this baby that you're (laughs) yeah and you know they say like no like uh, there are people who are like I was in love with my baby the moment I saw him and like I don't know if it was because my birth was pretty traumatic and, you know, I was really out of it. Um, You know, I'm sure that that had something to do with it. Um, But I definitely didn't feel like I'm so in love, (laughs) like right away. Um, Well, I also, I struggle with the expectation that that is how people are supposed to behave when they have a new baby and that if you don't there's something wrong with you or you're Mm -hmm. not appreciating it or whatnot like it is it is you might not look at your child and be like i'm in love with you right weird or you or we obviously like i don't think this is something that you're experiencing but you can be dealing with postpartum depression or anxiety and and that and that can throw everything for a loop so i appreciate you saying that thanks kate um you know i I will say one thing that I think has really kept me sane these last few weeks is the fact that my husband has been home. And that is a luxury and a privilege that I'm really grateful for and something that I didn't think would be the case. I thought he was I thought he was going to have to go back to work um right after Memorial Day. That's right. So pretty soon after Which which you know still would have given us f- like four solid weeks which is again more than I know a lot of people have. Um but his job is changing. He's still on the same show, but his job at the show is changing and he doesn't have to go back to work till August. That's amazing. And so just having him here has been so good. Um like I, I I don't know how I would have functioned 
without him. I'm sure I would have figured it out, but it's just been so much better, I think, having him here. So, you know, if you have a partner who is able to take leave, make them take that leave. Yes. And let's climb back onto the soapbox and say that family leave for both partners is incredibly important. More leave. Paid leave. More more paid leave. I mean, Matt's leave was not paid, um, but he had it. So that has been really, really good. And it's like also nice to see him, you know, enjoying being a dad. I think he's been really grateful to have this time. That's really special that you're both getting this time to just be parents together. Yeah, totally. Um, You know, trying to get some sleep and (sighs) breastfeeding. I mean, like I could go on. It's just, you know, I don't, as we've discussed, this is not a a motherhood podcast. It is not. It's not a parenting it's podcast. It's not a parenting podcast, but this is what has been going on in my life. Um, I mean, definitely the last six weeks. So yeah. just want to fill everyone in. Let let it be known that Dory's skin, her post childbirth <laughs> skin, which as we all know is the most important thing. <gasps> totally. Right? Not the child, not her. It's her skin. Yeah. Her face is literally glowing. I've commented on this in like numerous photos. And I feel like the first time I saw you after you had Henry, I was like, whoa, (laughs) your skin is bonkers. Well, thank you. Um, As I mentioned to you before we started recording, I, I'd, I'd had really good skin throughout my pregnancy. I think whatever combination of hormones is happening during pregnancy was good for my skin. And then like a week or so ago, I started getting these like or probably like two weeks ago, I started getting like these little pimples on my cheeks and there were like a couple on my chin. I was like, what is happening here? And then I remembered in the Facebook group, people had talked about a reaction to vitamin C serums that some people had a reaction, some people didn't. And I'd been using a vitamin C serum and the the description of what had happened to people was the same. It was like these little pimples, not deep ones, but tiny ones, but a lot, like quite a few of them. And I was like, let me just cut out this vitamin C serum and see what happens. And it's, it's almost all cleared up. Was it an instantaneous change? Within a couple of days. Wow. I wasn't getting new ones. Um, and now I think they're, they're pretty much all gone. So it's just it's just wacky that like you know your your hormones change so much that you know now I have a reaction to something that I didn't have a reaction to before. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, you look great. Well, thanks. Again, the most important thing. <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding everybody. You know, it's I'm funny. Kidding. I I've actually been thinking about this because I I mean I I've pretty much only been wearing leggings and dresses. Um and I, 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 you know, I'm not like worried about like getting back to my pre-pregnancy weight, but I will say I went to put on a pair of jeans and I couldn't button them. And that's, that's the only annoying thing to me is like, wait, I don't want to have to buy all new clothes. Welcome, Dory. So I'm sort of like, do I try to like lose weight or do I just accept that this is my body now and buy new clothes. I mean, old body positive working on it over here. Kate Spencer has thoughts. Yeah. What does Kate Spencer think? Well, I can tell you, I went through this with, um, I mean, look, look, my issues with the idea of like post baby body and 
baby weight and losing weight. I mean, that that, that could cover 50 yeah, episodes. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, I think I look fine. It's not, it's not about how I look. It's, it's fitting into it's your It's like clothes. fitting into my fucking jeans. I'm like... I have like, I, uh, oh, that, like the thought of just like shopping for all new pants is like, <laughs> I would suggest buying clothes that fit you and setting a budget for how much you want to spend. Mm. Because I know for me, it felt uh, this was after I had my second daughter. I just I had gained um, weight having a baby and it didn't come off. And I was just like wearing all my maternity clothes. And it just yeah. felt it didn't put me in a good mindset yeah but then also the feeling of like i'm not fitting into my old clothes yeah which also is just kind of like um like the old me is gone i mean it, it yeah triggers yeah, yeah. a bunch of of psychological feelings but i i went to um you know i set up kind of a general i didn't want to spend a ton of money totally but i bought like jeans that fit and mm. shirts that fit and it felt so good mm. so i would give yourself a little a little bit of time just to see kind of how your body regulates itself and then i would say like think about like five items that would really make you feel like jeans also yeah. we're about to get into summer so maybe true if you don't need jeans right away okay but i think it can be nice to buy yourself clothes whether you wear them for the next 10 years or just the next 10 months that, mm. that fit you well that make you feel good and Kate. Yes, this is such good advice. This is why we do this I podcast. I'm so glad we do this podcast. <laughs> I would be out here lamenting the you fact know? that I can't fit into my jeans, and here you are with a solution. I really do think it it makes you feel better, and also just it's you shouldn't the that added feeling of like oh I don't fit into my pants like that can trigger a lot of emotional totally. feelings, and, and like I have nothing to wear. Ugh. Because I don't fit into half my clothes. Yes, I think. Or and you know, if you don't want to spend money, I'm sure there is. I'm in. I'm in like a buy swap, not buy swap. I'm in a like no money exchanged swap group now on Facebook for oh. my neighborhood. Oh yeah, I tried to join one of those and they didn't There's have not one, one for, for my you. neighborhood. Yes, but maybe there there are ways to go about getting new clothes that don't cost a ton of money. I mean, even going to one of the really great secondhand stores. Yeah. here in good idea, Los Angeles. I'm going to put that on my agenda. Yeah, get on that. Okay, in between on taking that. care of your new child. Yeah, yeah. totally. Get those jeans. Um, should we take a quick Let's take pause? a quick break. BRB, everyone. BRB. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events there's weddings there's nights out it's vacations i mean it, like all the things happening in summer and what i love is that honey love has just the right thing for all those events feel comfortable and confident this summer with honey love's best selling superpower short the superpower short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it, like, the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. 
The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. So enough about me. No, more about you. Mm. (laughs) Let's talk about you. Oh, there's so much to say. There's really not. (laughs) How have you been? Like, really, how have you been? Okay, honestly? Yes, honestly. I'll be very honest. I have been really struggling with my continued quest to let go of my body image issues. Yesterday, I was like not in a good spot. And I texted, I've been talking to my husband about it more, which has oh, been interesting. Okay. I kind of had always kept this stuff bottled up. Mm-hmm. And he was like, are you experiencing this more or just talking about it more? And I was like, I think I'm just talking about it with you more, which is good. Yeah. How has he re- been reacting to it? He's empathetic. Good. Um, but he also is the kind of person who's like, let's solve this. Yeah. Like, here's some answers to solve things. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, this is an ongoing 
just this is just where I'm at. And one thing I actually kind of thought about yesterday was, you know, I had always used weighing myself on the scale as a way to then decide how I was going either if I was either going to like myself or not like myself. Does that Mm, make sense? Yes. So if I was at a certain weight, I felt great that day. Mm -hmm. And if I was higher than a certain weight, I was angry at myself and hated myself and work, you know, just dealing with a lot of self-loathing. And I have taken the scale away. I don't Mm -hmm. weigh myself anymore. And I I don't weigh myself at home. I don't weigh myself at the doctor. I have it in my um, medical file that I don't get weighed in unless it's like relevant to what I'm there for. So I don't, I now don't, know how to feel about my like the scale was dictating that is so interesting i really had a breakthrough about this i'm like can't wait to get back to therapy where i can share with my therapist but I, it was like oh yeah i really i really used my weight to determine how i felt for the day yeah how i was feeling like, that influenced my thoughts so now i'm having to like like myself not based on my weight mm-hmm. and i am finding that really hard and i'm mm-hmm. still you know, I'm, and also, it's also very scary to be, for me anyway, to be out in the world not knowing my weight. Like to just, yeah. like it's play, it kind of is playing oh, a lot so of interesting. mind games on me. It's really, it, I mean, I don't want to say that it's fucked up, but it feels very fucked up. I mean, I, and I just feel like I am the, I was in kind of like when I first started, quote, doing this work, which mm-hmm. is a phrase I hate, but here we are. When I first started really thinking about this, I think I was in this kind of like high of like, I'm doing it. I feel great. Like, mm. fuck diet culture and look at me. And now I'm in, and now it's getting really hard. And I'm, and there's such a part of me that's like wants to go back to restrictive eating patterns. Mm. Like that'll solve how I, how bad I feel about mm-hmm. myself. And I know it won't, but I am just, I'm kind of just in this big mind space. And I think it's probably a good space to be in, but it's not comfortable. Yeah. So that's where I am genuinely at, like, in addition to just like, I'm got this going on and got this going on. It's this is where I spend a lot of my energy thinking about this Mm -hmm. stuff and, you know, wondering why I'm spending a lot of energy like hating myself. I don't even know if hating myself is the right term, but just being like, ugh. it's just you do end up expending so much mental energy on it. Yes. And I and I there was some like meme I saw recently that was like, we weren't put on this earth to just like look good in clothes. I forget exactly like lose weight and do something. It was some some, you know, cool, quote unquote, feminist meme. And I was like, yes, you're right. Like, I'm not so much more to offer than just to spend Mm -hmm. all my energy, like worrying about whether or not I weigh above or below a certain amount of a number on a scale. But that's just I've conditioned myself for years to find value in that. And so I am. Uh, it's just it's just a weird place to be in. How often do you see your nutritionist? I have been going once a week. Okay. And that's been very helpful. And, you know, like, for example, my cholesterol is a little high. Okay. But because I was so um, ingrained in this belief that grains were bad, like, it was very hard for me to, like, eat oatmeal, which is helpful for, for cholesterol. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but I have been experiment. Like, she had me do a week where I ate carbohydrates at... Um, at least two out of three meals, which like, boy, would I never let myself do before. So it's been it's been fun experimenting with all that stuff. But it has also been hard. Mm -hmm. I did Dory. I have gotten into meal planning, though. Mm -hmm. And I did like and it has taken me a lot. There there were some weeks also like towards the end of the school year where I like I I say I'm eating chips over the kitchen sink sometimes in that HelloFresh ad that we just did. 
and I am. But mm-hmm. um, I did make a meal planning binder. Oh, wow. Where even though this is bad for the earth, I am printing out the recipes that I make. Like something about making yeah. it very tangible has mm-hmm. been very satisfying. Mm-hmm. I print out my meal plan. I print out all the recipes I'm making and I put them into little plastic sleeves. And then I have it all separated week to week. I love that. It's been very, you know, weird. I have a binder of printed out recipes. Go on. It's, I mean, at this point, it's like 10 years old. I used to, I used to like print out all my favorite recipes and keep and put them in plastic sheets and keep them in a binder. Oh, yeah. So you have this too. I do not for meal planning, right, but, but you I, have it for I your like phase. the idea of using it for meal planning. It was, it's very helpful. There's just something like kind of grounding about like, here's what it is. I yeah. have all the recipes right in the kitchen. So I'm not like opening my computer on the stove yes. and like spilling oil on it. And you know, I, I'm exploring another thing I'm exploring when it comes to food is tapping back into my vegetarianism. Mm-hmm. I was a vegetarian for almost 10 years mm-hmm. in my 20s. And then I started eating meat when I got pregnant with my first child and I have not looked back. But exploring all this food stuff has made me kind of revisit what I really liked about vegetarianism. Mm-hmm. In addition, like the ethical aspect of it, the mm-hmm. environmental aspect, the humane aspect the way it made me feel. I also like meat also does help my body feel good. So I don't think I'm eliminating meat, but I've just like, I'll just play around with more vegetarian meals. Mm -hmm. I talked to my kids about it Mm -hmm. and they were like, we don't want to hurt animals, but we love eating meat. (laughs) I was like, oh shoot. Okay. Oh boy. But Um, they were really open. I was like, maybe we could try some substitutes for the things you like. And we like had a whole chat about it. That's amazing. It was very like one of those moments where I'm like parenting. I'm doing great at this. Yeah, you are. And then they, you know, like both had meltdowns a day later. Mm. So, you know. Um, Well, it's funny because I had also independently come to this conclusion that I am considering becoming a vegetarian. Have you ever been one before? I have not eaten red meat I didn't eat red meat or pork for like years, but I've never been a full on vegetarian. Can I clarify one thing? Yeah. I was never a full vegetarian. I was a pescatarian. Okay. My friends who are vegetarians have have told me like, you got to clarify. So I ate fish. Okay. Sorry. just wanted to throw All that right, back out there you. to make sure I'm being the transparent. Thank you. So you've um, been thinking what has led you down this path? The humane ethical aspects of it and also just like feeling sad for the animals yeah like it's really basic but i think you know i think actually like giving birth and this sounds so cheesy no, but it's like okay. giving birth has made me like sad i'm gonna cry like has made me like sad for like cows <laughs> oh tori and pigs yeah you know and how they're treated and also yeah and just like I'm like, it's okay to cry. cry. Get in there. Like thinking about little piglets. Yeah. Yeah. Dory is for real crying. I'm like for real crying. <laughs> All these hormones. And they're just churning and making, but they, it does make you think about things differently. Oh, yeah. no, now I might start <laughs> oh, to cry. God. Did you see my eyes start to well up? <laughs> I just looked at you and I was like, oh, that's happening. Like, I don't know. I've just been having all these like very emo feelings about like, we're all animals. Yeah. And like, has it made you rethink also like um, purchasing leather? I mean, because this can go, you know, we I can know. go deep into it. Yeah. Because obviously also we're, nobody is perfect at this. I'm starting with food. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I just been like thinking about this a lot and, 
And even towards the end of my pregnancy, like meat just wasn't as appealing to me. Like I was still eating it, but I was feeling like uncomfortable. And then the thing that I think finally like put me over the top, I went out to dinner the other night, like one of my first forays into leaving the house by myself for a friend's birthday. And we went to um, like a, like a crab, the boiling crab where they like pour um, sea, like seafood onto your table. Yeah. It's like a, you know, crab boil. And I was like, Oh God, I don't like, I, I don't think I can eat. eat I, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> wow. Um, It just like overwhelmed me. And I came home and I was like, the next day I said to Matt, like, I've been thinking about vegetarianism. And he was like, okay, that's cool. He's like, but I'm still going to eat meat. I was like, this was not a proclamation that our family is vegetarian. Like, do you? Um, And like, I don't care if he cooks meat at home or whatever. But I was just like, I think I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do this. I'm chuckling to myself because I feel like right before you had Henry, I was over here and you guys had been to Costco and Matt had bought a brisket yes. at Costco. And it was literally like the biggest piece of meat I'd ever seen. I opened your refrigerator to get like a water. Yeah. And there was like... And there was that brisket. <laughs> so big. I know. Well, my my um, husband is also a meat eater and he we were together the whole time I was vegetarian or excuse me, pescatarian. And it, it actually was easier than I thought he was very supportive and and you know i i wasn't um i was okay like having the same cooking utensils and stuff like that or like if meat was cooked on yeah. a frying pan it was okay um but he would like he would also eat more vegetarian and actually i brought it up with my husband and he was like i've also been thinking about that oh wow I was like, what oh that's you? interesting from north carolina barbecue yeah. lover so uh yeah it's, it's weird that it's resurfacing for mm-hmm. us isn't that interesting, Dory? It is interesting. So when you were at the boiling crab, what did you, did you just choose to not eat the seafood I, in front of you? So I had some crab fries. I think it was seeing their, like, I don't want to get too graphic, but just like seeing their bodies. Yes. Eating, eating shellfish is yeah very it, visceral. That I was like, I had a couple pieces of it. Like I couldn't. I couldn't really like take them apart. It was like too much. Um, but you know, yeah. And I, I'd been having issues eating shrimp for a while. Um, for this reason, like it weirdly started with shrimp. It's nothing is weird. I don't know why. Um, so I don't know. So I, I, I bought some beyond meat yesterday. Me too. (laughs) You had the sausages? Look at us. No, I bought the 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 quote unquote beef crumbles. Okay. And I bought some uh beef patties. I think consciously making the choice to consume less and eat less meat and also like not participate in the terrible treatment of animals is something I strive for. Yeah. I'm sure there are many things I can do to be better about it. Yeah, I mean none of us is perfect. And we all have inconsistencies like, yes, you know, so I just think you have to kind of have your own code of ethics and do Mm. what feels right to you. And I'm not here to tell anyone that they should stop eating meat either. Like, 
Nope. This is a this is a personal decision. It's a decision that I'm making, but no one else has to make it. Vegetarian Dory. Do you think you'll eat fish? I think you're done with every. Well, no. that was fish were the thing. The sea yeah. creatures were the big thing that that drove you away. Yeah, I I don't know. Look, I, like I said to my husband, like I want to try this. Yeah, I can't promise that this is going to be like the thing that sticks. And you know, I could also I could also see myself being someone who doesn't buy meat or cook meat, but like occasionally has meat like at a restaurant or something. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to all play out. And I don't want to like promise that it's going to play out a certain way. Right. Next week um, you could be like, well, back to me. Yeah. This is what's better for but me. But this has been something that's been like in my mind for a while. And so I'm going to at least kind of give it a shot. I I do think um, not lab- like being open to yourself having different moments and not just saying like, this is what I am now is very, yeah. a really positive way to handle yourself but also yeah, other and, people and also like i've the last few months have been a period of enormous transition and change yeah, yeah. and now i'm like throwing another thing on the pile and so you know it that might it might just be kind of a symptom of like what i've been going through and and maybe it'll stick and maybe it won't yeah. but um that's just kind of like where i'm at right now i think that's really cool and I, i'm I think it's interesting that we both have been thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I do think so much of the choices you make are affected by your life experiences. Totally. You know, it's, you have a new perspective on things. I think that's really cool. It's just funny. It's funny to me that like, this is what my new perspective has like manifested itself in. Motherhood has, well, it's made you more connected to other, to parent, to, you know, to the other species of the world. It hasn't made me more connected to human parents. (laughs) but other species <laughs> humans can be very annoying don't i know it i mean right um well let's take a short break okay okay you know we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it because look as i'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. 
One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. So I have a question for you. Yes. What does self-care look like to you in these early weeks of parenting? I mean, I feel like the early weeks of parenting are mostly about survival. Yeah. <laughs> like you're really just kind of powering through. Um, but I have been, I've been reading a lot. Like when I'm pumping or nursing, I've been reading, I've actually been reading using the Kindle app on my iPad. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I had formerly been using my Kindle and then... I actually like the reading experience of the Kindle app and I use the black background so I don't get like the, you know, the thing where you get the light from the phone right, or the it wakes iPad. You up and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I've just been like getting so many books from the library using that old Libby app. I love the Libby app. I love the Libby app. Um, so that's, I guess that's a form of self-care for sure totally um i have been rewatching the oc as i mentioned in the forever 35 <laughs> newsletter uh and the answer is yes i would love to make an oc podcast great i mean it's four seasons of like 24 episodes a oh season my goodness so you know we should really think about if we want to commit to that <laughs> yeah. yeah that might be a little much <laughs> um but it i mean it's such a time capsule of like the mid early aughts yes. basically so many pairs of low rise jeans i know is everyone in like handkerchief shaped tank tops and tube tops basically oh yeah, yeah yeah and like the makeup i mean it's just like it's it's really and the haircuts it's has, has fascinating. it been soothing though like there's something yes, about revisiting it is a show that's just like this is easy it, feels good it's easy it's yeah it definitely feels good um as opposed to watching like chernobyl I'm not watching Chernobyl. I'm also not watching Chernobyl. <laughs> I made the decision that that would be too much for me. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's a lot. I'm still watching Billions. Well, I was worried. I hadn't seen you in a few weeks. And I was like, could Dory still be watching Billions? Dory is still watching Billions. And you're maybe the number one Billions fan. You know, there's a few of us. There, I mean, there's a lot of yeah, us. people watch Billions. But I have a few close friends. And, and my whole family also watches Billions. I should try it. I haven't... Um... I've I mean, never even seen it. I don't even know what it's about. It's a journey. Okay. <laughs> it's it's about, well, the first season is about um, a guy who runs a hedge fund, Bobby Axelrod. That's his name? Mm-hmm. He's uh, Damian Lewis, plays hunky, him. Hunky, hunky. And they call him Axe. And then oh, his... God. His nemesis is the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District. Ooh, okay, I like where this Chuck is going. Rhodes, and that's he's played that's by Paul Giamatti, an amazing actor. Paul Giamatti is married to Wendy Rhodes, played by Maggie Siff. I don't know her. Did you watch Mad Men? No, no, nope, I didn't. 
Um, she's amazing. She's a really, really good actress. Um, she works for Axe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like it's super contrived, but like once you kind of get past that, it's, it's all great. It's all great. And, and Chuck is obsessed with bringing down Axe for like being shady, shady businessman. Kind of like Kellyanne Conway and George Conway. Totes. Kind of. I mean, no, it like actually is. Yeah. Um, anyway, I really enjoy it. So, yeah, you should start watching it. Okay, I might. I might. I mean, it's a I'm, very New York show. There's a lot of like New York Easter eggs in it. I like that. This the the I've been working on this first draft of this book I'm trying to write yeah. and it takes place in New York. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because I don't know the city. Like I I'm like yeah. Google mapping things on the city because I don't know it. So I would like some little I, I like I like the idea of throwing Easter eggs into books for people who are from a certain place that totally. always like satisfies me in Boston movies. Totally. Um but other than that, I have not, I have to admit, I have not been doing a ton of self-care. I just took Henry to my old prenatal yoga class because you can bring babies up to six months or uh, until crawling to the class. And people often do, like the people who have graduated. Right. Um, and so I just took him there yesterday because I was just like cleared to do yoga Oh, good. Um, and that was really nice. And the, the teacher was like so excited to meet him. And he was great during the class um, and then started hysterically crying like as soon as it ended. Um, He's like, more yoga. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm going to try to do some of that. Um, now that I can like do yoga, I, I feel like I can kind of start feeling a little bit more like myself. Were you cleared to do Broadway dance? I've been cleared to do anything. Oh, that's so exciting. Here's the problem with Broadway dance. <clears throat> Excuse me. They are no longer offering it. Oh, that's right. At the old studio. You texted me this. I was very upset about this. No, it, when you're when a thing like an exercise class that you love or any class that you love changes. Yes. It's devastating. Now, it is still being offered twice a week at um, a dance place near me actually closer to me than the old place however the class is at 8 30 p.m whoa Ooh, that's late that is that's too late for me that is late like i'm just i'm beat by then yeah i'm on the couch watching the oc with a bowl of ice cream that sounds like a great place to be um I've been having a bowl of ice cream every night with like whipped cream and strawberries. Mm. Like I'm really like, that is self-care. That is self-care. Yeah. Um, My nightly ice cream ritual. But yeah, so Broadway, I don't know what to do. Broadway dance is just, it's not accessible to me right now. Oh shoot, that stinks. I mean, I have the DVD, so I could do it at home. Something about moving with a group is very Exactly. I love the energy of the class. But I don't think I can do an 8.30 p.m. class because by the time it ends, by the time I get home, it's going to be 10, 10.30. I got a pump. I mean, you know, my boobs feel like they weigh 15 pounds each. <laughs> and they might. That's they They're might. full of milk. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to take a dance class at 8.30 at night Oof. that ended around 10. And then I would be like wired. Yeah, then you're, you have all this adrenaline yes. from doing a dance class. Yeah, and I, would, it was, I was just like up and like ready to conquer the world. Yeah. And it was just too much. It's yeah. too much. So, look, I don't know when I'm going to be able to go back to Broadway dance class. I'm sad about it. Well, I might have changing. to find another dance class. 
So are you still going to that dance class? I was. So listeners, I have a sore throat and that that makes me <laughs> that turns me into a real baby. I was going to go this week. Actually, mm-hmm. I was going to go on uh, later this week, but I'm not. But I've just because I've been away, I've, I've been traveling a bunch. Um, I'm very excited to be back home and to start getting into these routines again. So I would like to try to I was thinking, Dory, I was like, let's think about exercise. Like what, what is it? What classes or what exercise do I need to do that gives me like spiritual or emotional um, growth? Ooh, not looking at exercises like this is going to get me physically buff. Yes. but What's going to get me emotionally mentally buff? Yeah. And I, you are speaking my language. Well, here I am. And I was thinking for, for me, that is a dance class and yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love, I, I have been doing a little bit of yoga at night and it makes my back, I have a lot of back at pain home. at home. Mm-hmm. So look, I bought a Peloton bike mm-hmm. and I love it. Mm-hmm. And I was very hesitant to do it and to mm-hmm. talk about it because it's, a big expense. Yeah. I'm doing the payment plan. Sure. But I freaking love it. And one thing I love about it is that they have so many other classes besides cycling mm. and they have shorter length classes. So mm. I have been doing like at night, I'll do a 10 or 15 minute yoga class on the Peloton app and then do like a five or 10 minute meditation on Ooh. the Peloton app. And you do it just like on your phone? Yep. I just put my phone at the front of a yoga mat in my bedroom. Oh, cool. And it has noticeably made made me feel better emotionally and mentally, but also just stretching as really makes my body. Yes. So remember, and then dance for me is such a healing experience. So I I need to make sure that I'm doing those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But also I had to say, I'm really enjoying riding this bike and the teachers are great. I'm now like super obsessed with a bunch of these teachers. Hello, Cody. Oh, hello, Cody. Cody. Cody just always goes, get your life together. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try. Okay, Cody. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> you Peloton riders out there know what I'm talking about. So if anyone wants to form a Forever 35 Peloton group, I've been a little too shy to think about this. But Uh-oh. anyone out there is also riding, uh, hit me up. We What's can. your username? Well, I don't know what my, should I share it? I don't know. Because then everybody can see my like work. I'm a oh, little, I'm a little I shy see. about it. Okay. All right. That's cool. I don't mind sharing my username in terms of like, if we're all riding together. Yeah, I like that I idea. I get it. I get it. You don't want it out there. I'm a little like, I don't want everybody knowing that, you know, I'm doing a 10 minute arms workout with Alex. Sure. Is it a fish reference? It's not. It's okay. a parenting reference, but I might change it. Okay. One of the fun parts also about Peloton is seeing everybody's names and you can get shout outs from the teachers. Cool. And like, I have heard some funny, like I have a friend whose Peloton name is Three Cheese Pizza, which makes me laugh. <laughs> um, so I like the idea of putting like a, yes, like making a fish reference. So I might change my name. Anyway, maybe I'll get a, a, the courage to share my name. Cool. I mean, Hugh Jackman's Peloton name apparently was revealed. <gasps> oh, yeah. Whoa. I don't know what it is I've tried, but anyway. So anyway, I, I have been using that app to do all sorts of like kind of things that really help me mentally. Like I do think meditation would probably help me get more calm about my anxiety mm-hmm. and stuff. Getting back to my gratitude practice has been helpful. Oh, good. <sighs> yeah. So that's kind of just where I'm at. I'm reading a shit ton of romance books. Have you read anything great lately? Oh, Dory. Dory. Oh, my goodness. I read this book called Red, White, and Royal Blue. Uh-huh. Actually, a listener, I posted about it, and a listener of the podcast, 
I posted about it in the newsletter and a listener was like, the author's my best friend. And I was like, well, tell them. (laughs) Dory, it is a romance between a prince in the royal family of England and the first son of the first woman president in America. Ooh. There's just so many layers of amazingness. We've got, wow. a, we've got, it's like an alternate universe where a woman becomes president. So number one, I'm into it. Two, a romance between these two hunks. And also just like exploring the idea of like understanding your, your sexuality yeah. and, and dealing, dealing with very real things about being outed and all this kind of really interesting stuff. Um, and, but the romance, it's so hot and sexy and cute and i'm obsessed with them and i've read it twice oh my goodness red white and royal blue you've heard it here you it's like a new york times bestseller so i'm not i'm certainly not the first person advocating for this book but it's so good i really loved it oh i loved it so much yay also like they're so hot a prince and the first son i mean how do they meet oh it's so good they're like enemies but oh. then the first I don't want to spoil too much but let's okay. just say like it's also a great like enemies to lovers mm. which I love love and enemies to lovers Lo- oh god it's that's like one of my favorite tropes mm-hmm. so anyway I that has been that has been very soothing for me just reading a lot of really fun romance oh, books good. I read the bride test I've just there's been there's so much so many great romances out there yeah yeah so I'll recommend some for you if you want yeah please I mean I know it's not maybe your thing I read The Bride Test. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed The Bride yeah, Test. Yeah, I thought it was adorable. Well, listen, Dory, it's so great to have you back. It is so great to be back, I have to say. There's so much to catch up on. I don't even know where to begin. I know, but do we get to do intentions now? We do. And I think it's good. Like, who knows? I, I've been doing intentions with our guest I hosts. I know. But I'm happy just to, like, start fresh. Let's start fresh. Also, can I just backtrack and say one thing I thought about the other day was, like, We've been doing this podcast for, like I before you got like the your pregnancy has been a big part of this podcast. Yeah. I just was thinking of like August. Yeah. And you were just kind of like maybe finding out mm-hmm. that it was everything was working. I found out right before we flew to New York to do a live thing at the wing camp. Yeah. And here we are. And almost here a we year are. later. It's I know. just crazy. Anyway, I just I was reflecting. Yeah. Well, tell me <clears throat> yes so my in- first intention my back. intention my first intention back it's a very simple one as it should be um but i would like to leave the house once a day and actually go somewhere like to a coffee shop or to the grocery store or to a yoga class like just this is you independent not with baby um it can be with baby okay. so it's I just leaving just, the house yeah i mean and i say have a destination because my previous kind of goal for this was just to like, I could, I could like walk down the block, but I would like to, I'd like to, you know, raise the bar slightly and just kind of make myself leave because it's so easy to just have the hours blur into each other. And I often get to a point where it'll be like three o'clock and I haven't left the house. And I'm like, well, but I, you know, I shouldn't leave now because then I'll have to just like bedtime, you know, bath is soon. Like, you know, yeah. I just start sort of like, I don't know. You're like, why leave now? Yeah. And also like, when's my husband home? When, like, when is someone around to be with a baby or, you know, 
if I need to leave with the baby, oh, he's asleep. Like there's just, yeah. there's just a I lot more feed to the baby. Now. Yeah. There's yeah. just a lot more to think about. So, um, I would like to kind of figure that out. Okay. How about you? Dory, mine is also basic. Just going to focus on body positive mantras. Good. Dare I say it's a old reframing of the narrative. I love a reframing. Um, but it, looking at when I'm having like intrusive thoughts or mm. kind of these spiraling thoughts and then just observing them and then yep. also picking a new thing to think about. Yes. Just to keep keep me going in the right direction. Yeah. Because it's been a slog. Mm. But it's okay. I feel like the slog is part of the not everything should be easy, right? Like the Yeah, and sometimes you just have to live in the slog. Live in the slog. Mm-hmm. Dare we title this episode Live in the Slog? We we dare. I think we dare us. <laughs> person's going to click on it and be like, what does that mean? And then you don't find out till the end. Till the last minute of the podcast. Well, before we go, I also just want to note, I wore Crocs here to this recording and you have a scrunchie on. So we are really... <laughs> fashionable you have a scrunchie i bought 40 scrunchies (laughs) on amazon for like 12 dollars i like the color it's a mustard yellow yeah and they're all uh you know velour or velvet yeah they're a little tight i will say i used to like to wear a scrunchie on my wrist and these are like too tight oh no they're cutting they're like the cutoff circulation kind yeah so you know they're fine experimenting i like it thank you new look for you thank you um well this has been a a pleasure i'm so happy we're back so nice to be back in front of these microphones together dare i remind our listeners that we have a voicemail where you can call us at 781-591-0390 and our email is forever 35 podcast at gmail.com you can always join our facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever 35 podcast and the password there is serums And if you like this show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, tell a friend, mention us on social media. We love hearing from you. And a reminder that everything we mention is always on our website, forever35podcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. If you want to buy 40 scrunchies, that link will be on our website. It sure will. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sammy Junio and Lane Hammer is our assistant. And we thank you so much for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.